1: What's up guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at MattJonesTFR. And unfortunately, I am still having some tef- technical difficulties. Uh, I'm recording right now internetless, and hoping that I will have internet at some point tonight so that I can post this show and it wasn't a, uh, a colossal waste of time. So... Um, Evan obviously will not be joining me tonight. He'll be back uh, in the next week or two once all of this gets sorted out and uh, and and we'll carry on the show like we usually do. Um, we had a, a pretty exciting week uh, this past weekend. We saw Webb Simpson uh, clip Tony Finau right at the end uh, of the waste management and end up winning in a playoff. Which personally kind of saved my week. It was it was a bit of a losing week anyway, um, but if if Simpson didn't win, it was uh, it was going to be a, a pretty big disaster for me. So um, glad that he glad that he got some uh, some bogey free bucks back into my pocket, and hopefully moving forward uh, we'll be able to hit on some of these. Uh, you know, hit on these cash locks that we've been uh, that we've been doing okay with so far, um, but definitely uh, took a took a mini step back with Hovland missing the cut last week. Eighty four hundred, I thought he was uh, a lock. He ended up uh, really just it, it was a couple of holes that he found trouble on on Friday, um, and he had a shot to make the cut anyway. He had a, a nine foot birdie putt on the 17th hole that he left like an inch short. Um, so he ended up with 25.5 DraftKings points and sunk the old lineups. So um, the I guess the, the summary for the cash locks is 8 of 10 made cuts. Uh, six of those have been in the top 25, a couple of top 10s, and one top 5 so far this year. And the average price for the cash locks is just under eighty five hundred. The average finish position is uh, a a little bit over thirty two, and the average DraftKings points scored is 69 and a half. So uh, I know I usually do a little rundown, more of a rundown on uh, on the solo pod, uh, the typical you know Tuesday solo pod, but we're uh, we're kind of mi- mixing and mashing tonight because of uh all the technical difficulties um so before we before we jump into our regularly scheduled segments i do want to remind you guys that if you are a listener of the show who is not yet subscribed to rotoviz you can get a a 10 percent discount through the podcast by going to com slash podcast we have uh great content the the on the dynasty side as you all know um finding prospects, and uh, doing all of the work to, to tell you who you should be leaning on once the NFL draft hits, uh, finding the best guys with the best landing spots, some under-the-radar guys, all of that. Um, so make sure you hit rotaviz.com slash podcast to get that discount and find all of the other offerings here at rotoviz of course the pga content is still free uh from now through the masters so make sure you uh you hop in you check it out uh we have some great apps the uh the splits app and we also have a pivots app uh both of which are uh, are interesting tools that aren't really um aren't really available at, at other sites. So make sure you check it out and see if it's something that you want to incorporate into your process every week. Um, all right, enough of that. So the, the listener league was taken down by John Connor Anon, I guess is how you pronounce it. Um, he smashed, like he had four guys in the top 10, uh, and he had Webb, who obviously won. Like I mentioned earlier, He cleared the rest of the field by almost 50 points. Um, so I'm really, I'm really hoping John, if you're listening to this, that you put that lineup into some other contests and got to live the screenshot life because it would have, I checked just in the birdie, it would have been like seventh or eighth. I think that lineup. So, um, really, really good stuff from John, uh, just, just really wiped the floor with all of us. Um, so, congrats to you on the takedown. And uh, like I said, hopefully you put that in in some bigger tournaments as well. Um, all right, so let's hit let's hit the buy or sell section. Um, we have a couple of guys that I <clears throat> wanted to talk about. Uh, to to start off, we'll go all the way up to the top of the salary scale with Dustin Johnson. He is eleven thousand six hundred dollars this week, and he's coming off of a, a good performance in, uh, I, you know, in the Middle East in the on the European tour. He just finished second over on the European tour, uh, so it seems like maybe the health issues that he uh, sort of struggled with over the fall and into. Uh, into this season, have have subsided a bit. He obviously um, played played really poorly down the stretch in the playoffs uh, back in the fall, but he has a, a T seven at the Tournament of Champions, and now a solo second place finish in a in a pretty decent field over in Europe. So, um, flying back after contending on Sunday. I don't know. I, I don't know how to quantify these things, uh, to be totally honest. I don't have a, you know, previous week <laughs> travel uh, <laughs> number or metric in my in any of my stuff. So I, I can't really quantify how this affects people. I think we usually uh, latch on to the extreme examples, whether it's, you know, a guy who, who travels back across six seven time zones and ends up winning and we also get these uh (laughs) these times where guys just completely completely implode and uh and don't even play the weekend so um you you can take that for what it's worth he ranks somewhat poorly in the power ranking just simply because uh of that that stretch that he had in the fall so I, i I'm, I'm struggling a little bit to weight that I think overall, like you're, it's very difficult to say like Dustin Johnson is a bad play and on any course. Um, but for, for the most expensive guy in the field, I think there's always a, a a fade case to be made. And I think that, um, I'll probably, this is like a, a slight sell for me. He, he didn't pop in any of the top 20 optimal lineups that I just ran and I'm just not, uh, I'm not all in. If, if he beats me at eleven six, he beats me. Um, the next guy that I wanted to bring up is Brant Snedeker. Um, he's a guy who I am I'm very much in on. He's He comes in this week with a 92 in the power ranking, um, and that puts him in, in really good company sort of historically. Golfers in that group have finished in the top five about 20 percent of the time um so definitely uh definitely some 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 good history there as far as the model results go Uh, i also i teased it in the article last week um but we are going to be releasing some simulator results that i've been uh building out and he is fifth he has the fifth most wins and the eighth most top fives in that simulator in the simulator results this week so definitely uh somebody that um is peaking my interest at ten one. I think that's a super reasonable price um so I will be buying him I'm not I'm not locking him in everything but I do think that he is worth uh going overweight on so I'll I'll buy Snedeker in this case all right, let's head into the over/under section um, this week. Obviously, Evan is not uh, is not joining me, but I did manage to get uh, some some fire takes from him for the over/unders. Uh, so, just real quick to recap: uh, so far this year, we we do three a week. So far, he is um, he's six for twelve, and I am lagging behind at four for twelve. Um, so we will uh, will continue to track this, and as I go through the names this uh, this time around, I will I will also give you Evans picks if you are thinking about uh, tailing him. Which I think we're I think we're actually on all the same picks this week, so I don't think it's going to matter much. But um, so we'll start off in the nine K range at with Victor Hovland at ninety one hundred. I set his over under at twenty two and a half. Uh, Evan took the under. I'm going to take the under as well. I think that we we very easily could have seen a, um, you know, he makes that putt on 17 on Friday afternoon and, you know, sort of springboards him into the weekend and he plays some good golf and gets himself, you know, maybe a, maybe a top top 30 top 25-ish type finish and we're singing a completely different tune this week um, he is one of the the more uh you know talented young golfers on tour at the moment and he's a guy who you know should pop in a lot of people's models and will likely be popular again this week um, he did see a price increase uh, but I I'm not that worried about it 9100. I think it's still very reasonable for his talent level. Um, And I basically, the the simulator gives him uh, a a really great shot at a top five. He's second in the model, um, or not the model, I'm sorry, in the simulator uh, for uh, when it comes to top five finishes. So that's something that I'm definitely interested in. It actually puts him in the top 20 more than half the time. Uh, out of the 3000 simulators so uh 3000 simulations so he's definitely a guy that i am uh going under on and so is evan so um a little consensus pick there max homa is 8300 he uh is he's been playing excellent excellent golf lately his um he he sort of was like a novelty right and then he his his rise lately has been has been really cool to to see. Out of his last five starts, he has four top twenty fives, including three top tens. Uh, so definitely, definitely in contention, getting himself in the mix a little bit. Obviously, he won the Wells Fargo last year, so you're you're talking about a guy who we know can break through and win on tour. He's he's creeped into the top 100 again, and we're definitely, we're definitely interested in him, um, I think it's safe to say that he is one of these, he'll get lost a little bit in the sauce, because you have guys like Morikawa, and Havlin and Wolf, and, and all these guys that we we want to anoint the next big thing. Uh, he's a little bit older than those kids, obviously he's, he's 29 right now, but, um, I think that he's a guy that we can definitely be, uh, we can get a little bit more confidence in rostering him with each of these passing weeks. Um, you know, two straight top tens in decent fields and, uh, and a nice little streak of made cuts. I think it's seven or eight in a row now. So, um, i I set the over under at thirty one and a half Evan took the under and i am uh, I'm going to take the under as well as far as the simulator goes it gives him uh, a top twenty finish every uh one out of every six uh tournaments which is is reasonable um and he makes the cut about half the time so uh, Maybe maybe a little more bullish on him for other reasons besides the simulator, but he's uh, he's definitely a guy who has uh, some upside and in this field at this type of course, I think he makes a little bit of sense. Um, the last guy that we'll talk about is Patrick Rogers. He is 7,400. Uh, I put his over under at 37 and a half. Evan took his over. And Rodgers is an interesting, an interesting case because he is at a point now where he, I don't know, maybe some some people that I saw were kind of hoping that he would stay a bit under the radar this week. Um, unfortunately for them, I don't really see that. Uh, I haven't run any, I haven't run any uh, ownership projections yet, but I don't really see him going under owned at this point. Uh, he is sixth, has the sixth most tags on FanShare at the moment. And I think that that could probably even creep up a little bit, uh, as the week goes on and we get the, uh, you know, the group think echo chamber that happens every single week where a couple of guys ownership goes way out of control. Um, 7,400 for him, I think is probably a reasonable price, but, uh, I just I ran 50 optimal lineups or 50 lineups in the optimizer and he popped up in exactly one of them. So, uh I, not an outright fade by any means, but I'm definitely going to be underweight on the field if he ends up being somewhere in, you know, the top the five or six most owned golfers on the slate. Um I just think that that might be uh might be a little a little premature he uh he hasn't he hasn't really like shown any sort of consistency over the past I don't know ever like we we don't really think about him as just like a lock and load play most weeks he he put together a couple of good performances the last two weeks but realistically you have to you have to go all the way back to last year's genesis to even find like a top 10 finish before this uh this little stretch that he's gone on the past couple of weeks so it's definitely not uh not for me um i will i will definitely be less than the field this week for sure um and we'll we'll say maybe that's maybe that's foolish but uh it's it's what i'm What I'm planning on this weekend, it seems like Evan is planning on the same. uh, Since we are both calling for the over thirty-seven and a half, Um, very quickly, uh, I do want to touch on a mid-range matchup: Kucher at ninety-nine hundred versus Phil at ninety-five hundred. Is um, I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting matchup just for the fact that. We don't, I don't know, like, do, I don't feel like I know what to expect at all from Phil anymore. Like, he's been just in in an absolute nosedive since he won last year, um, and then he just comes out of nowhere and plays great uh, last week. He ends up in a tie for third, uh, finishing just a couple of strokes three strokes behind the winner. Um, I mean, how do you, I don't know how to quantify that. Like now he's flying back from the middle of the desert in the middle East, and he's going to just show up and defend this title. It's, it's all just very strange for me. Um, He is lagging far behind Kuchar in the power ranking model. So I'm going to trust the model and go with uh go with Matt Kucher here and see uh see what we can what we can do between these two guys. But definitely uh definitely a decision. I think if if either of these guys do like really exceed expectations, I think that they could be in some some winning lineups this weekend. But uh I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy about them. I'm likely going to just find the two hundred if I was thinking about Kucher and end up going up to Brandt. So um, the GPP plays this week, there's a a couple of guys that I think are interesting uh, that either popped in the power ranking that you may be surprised about or popped in the uh, expected birdies metric that could also potentially be interesting. Um, When we're talking about the power ranking score, uh, Patrick Cantlay is like head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, the the guys in the '90s for power ranking score at the moment are Cantlay, Hovland, Harry Higgs, who is 7,200, who's on a bit of a heater. Uh, Tom Hoagie at 7,900, who started off really great, um, but then sort of sort of fizzled as the week went on uh, last week. Then you have Brandt. You have Matthew Neesmith and Paul Casey and Russell Knox. Those are the uh, six or seven golfers that make up the 90 to 100 uh, range in the power ranking score. And again, those guys historically have finished in the top five 20 percent of the time and have made the cut uh, over 80 percent of the time. So. Some some good value there, some interesting guys that you can fit into your lineups that uh, maybe you didn't think had as much upside as they potentially do. So um, those that crew is definitely interesting for me from an upside perspective. So that was the top of the crew for the power ranking model. As, as far as the birdie or better scores go, um, definitely a ton of interesting... Uh, of interesting names in the birdie or better score for the different courses. If you look at yesterday's um, expected birdies article, you will be able to check out not only the overall scores, uh, but also each score broken down by course. Hopefully you realize this week that there's a little bit of an edge in showdown by stacking, uh, by stacking courses. So, um, yeah you can you can play around and see how each each golfer does in uh on each course. but as far as the overall score, maverick Mcneely uh has the best weighted score uh he's six he's seventy three hundred excuse me um but he's he's well up there uh, and will definitely be uh somebody that i'm I'm looking into. Doc Redman at 6,700 is another guy who is uh, who's popping in that um, in that model, except for Skyglass, uh, Spyglass. For whatever reason, he's a he's a 94 at Pebble and Monterey, but he's only a 78 at Spyglass, uh, which is interesting to me. Um, now, I mentioned uh, I mentioned Neesmith, uh, Matthew Neesmith, before. Uh, and he pops in this as well. So he's a guy that I'm probably just gonna be jamming in a majority of my lineups. Uh, I built 50 lineups through the optimizer before and it spit out 86% kneesmith. Um, so for a, a bang for your buck kind of play at uh, at 7100, I think that he's interesting and definitely a good pivot off of uh, a potentially chalky Patrick Rogers. um, And there's some other guys that could be popular in that range. So Um, outside of that, it's there's some other names that are a little bit interesting. Hank Lebiota comes to mind. It's 6,500 is a stupid price for him. I don't, I really couldn't tell you where that, where that pricing came from. He's, he's, he's much much better than that he has a ton of birdie upside um and should be a pretty safe a pretty safe bet to uh to make the cut and hopefully do some damage on the weekend and we are going to wrap up with our cash lock um this week, I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I am going to give out one cash lock here, and you're going to have to check out the article for the second cash lock of the week. Um, so I mentioned him already, but Na- Matthew Neesmith at, uh, at 7,100 I think is, is a little bit too cheap. Um, he's been playing really great golf. He has a good fit here, and he popped in the power ranking. So... Uh, for all those reasons, I am going to go ahead and lock him in. And you can check out the other cash lock as well as uh, some other mid-range matchups and a, a deeper dive into the buys and sells this week over at RotoViz. Uh, make sure you're following along on Twitter at Matt TFR so you stay up to date with everything. And other than that, good luck this week, and we will talk soon. See ya.